This was uh, framed as a technological problem. It was framed as a space where we just need to figure out the right programming and, and have a technological solutions. To Millard Ball, the issue with autonomous vehicles was people, specifically the people outside the vehicle. So if you're a pedestrian and you have that confidence that the autonomous vehicle is going to, to stop and yield to you, as legally it, it should, then there's nothing to stop you from taking that right of way. Pedestrians and drivers now engage in a dangerous game of chicken, each daring the other to do something stupid. But if Waymo takes over, the rules of that game change. If you know that the other player is much more cautious and is likely to to follow the rules, then you're going to win. Um, When you're playing chicken, it helps to be the, the most crazy player in the game. Yeah. So the roles have reversed in a certain way, that it used to be the the thing that puts fear into your heart as a pedestrian is the unknown preferences and the unpredictability of the driver. But now we've flipped it. The driver has become, the car has become entirely sane and rational in its, in its preferences, right? And, and that allows you to be unpredictable as a pedestrian. Absolutely. And it gives you an incentive to be seen to be unpredictable. Wait, that, that line. Hold on. That's lovely. Explain that. Why does it give you an incentive to be to be seen as unpredictable? The more unpredictable you seem, so the more you could behave like you're intoxicated or distracted, um, then be it's equivalent of being a, a five-year-old child on the street. The autonomous vehicle is likely to, to recognize that unpredictability and be more cautious accordingly. Oh, I see. It's in my interest to be as flagrant in my unpredictability as possible because I don't want to be so subtle that the car doesn't pick it up. I want to make sure that if I'm going to transgress the rules of the road, I should do so as flagrantly and flamboyantly as I can. You need to be obvious about it, absolutely. If, if we imagine, if we wave a wand and we say, tomorrow, every car in New York City or London will be autonomous. Doesn't that mean that we have immediate gridlock? Or at least once pedestrians catch on to their newfound power, how on earth do cars move around a city? That's a great question. And I'm not sure that they do. And I'm not sure either that that's a completely bad outcome. Not a completely bad outcome? It's a fantastic outcome. The experts have thrown in the towel, given up on rational city streets where algorithms and sensors and LIDAR create perfect order out of disorder. No, they're saying the future is mayhem, and I'm not sure that's a completely bad outcome. Kids can play stickball on the streets of New York City again, like they did in the 1920s. Cyclists can ride in packs down the middle of the interstate. You spot a friend on the other side of the street, and you shout out, hey! and you impulsively run across the street, across multiple lanes of traffic, and you give them a big hug. My running club meets on a crowded track on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, where speedy runners compete with errant soccer balls and children running free and old folks out for a ramble. 50 yards away is the FDR Drive, wide, undulating ribbons of smooth, inviting blacktop. In the autonomous future, we are totally going to do our workouts on the FDR at rush hour. A hundred of us and the Waymos 
We'll sit patiently until we finish.